Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. It's always a pleasure to have you with me. Uh, you know, we interview a wide variety of guests here at Exit Coach Radio, um, everything from uh, business coaches to uh, professionals and uh, accountants, attorneys, and other professionals that can help you with all aspects of your life. And today I'm fortunate to have with me Joseph Nazarian of the Nazarian Law Firm. And we're going to talk about personal injury matters. And uh, I guess uh, what we're going to really talk about is the fact that what, what you need to have in case of a personal injury matter is a good defense so, Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me today. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Bill. Yeah, my pleasure, Joe. Well, how are you uh, doing today? You know, I'm doing I'm doing well. It's you know we we've been experiencing in Southern California here. We're taping this in January 2019, and we've been experiencing a week of rain. And I would imagine being uh, being uh, in the business of helping people who are having injuries uh, and accidents that you must be pretty busy these days. Yeah, you know, an interesting statistic. The other day I was just looking up some stats on what happens during the rainy season. And, you know, when it first started raining out here in California, for some reason people just seemed to absolutely lose their minds. In Los Angeles alone, they reported on the first day of rains that over 400 accidents were reported in a four-hour period. And, you know, it happens for a multitude of reasons. One reason could be that, you know, since we don't get a lot of rain here, that the road gets very slippery and gets slick with the oil from all the vehicles. And so those first rains, really, you need to be extra cautious on the road because other drivers don't know how to drive properly in the rain. And a lot of people just lose their minds. They're still texting and driving and they're not abiding by the regulations, which, you know, say you should be driving safer and slower when there's the rain. They still drive the same way, and I think that's a lot of the reasons why there's so many accidents happening. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm always surprised at how people just don't seem to adjust their driving habits in uh, in a treacherous rainstorm, um, especially, like you said, around here, you know, the, the roads get... Um, coated with oil over the dried spell and all of a sudden it rains a little bit and it's it's the you know the first rains are probably the worst because it's just all coming up on all on the surface still uh, but yeah it's it's crazy how people just weave in and out and don't leave enough space and cut in front of a truck uh, don't leave the braking space but again uh, what's bad for them is is uh, is where you come in. So before we get into uh, what you do and how you do it, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into this particular area of the law, Joe. So I've been working in personal injury law for about a decade at this point. I've worked 
in a multitude of different personal injury law firms. And each firm, you know, they had different mottos and they all work different ways. But the basis behind it is that we wanted to help people and we want to help them recover from their injuries. Uh, I've had my own law firm now for four years. Uh, as soon as I passed the bar, I went into business for myself because I knew what I wanted to do. I knew how I wanted to accomplish it for my clients. And I wanted to make sure that I was focusing on them and really giving them the personal care and attention that they deserve when they've been gone, when they've gone through such a traumatic experience. And, and that's really what my philosophy is, is I want to make sure that I'm giving every person the same care, whether their case is worth a million dollars or whether their case is worth a couple thousand dollars. Now, Joe, there, there are, as we all know, there are a lot of segments in the law, um, in the law industry, if you will, in the law profession. There are a lot of ways you can go. What, what really motivated you to, uh, to uh, fuel your career path into personal injury law, in particular? So, when I was a young buck, I had a severe need for speed, and. When I was younger, I was always getting speeding tickets, and I wasn't driving the best, and I was actually involved in eight different car accidents. And, you know, thank God, knock on wood, that I was never severely hurt. You know, I had soft tissue injuries, and what basically ended up happening is that I went through the ringers multiple times. I went through the whole process from beginning to end, and I became very familiar with the personal injury process. I dealt with different attorneys. I dealt with different insurance companies, and every single time it was just a different story. And what it made me realize is how just overwhelming the process can be for anyone that's been involved in an accident and how it's so important to be dealing with an attorney who really has your best interest in mind and is going to inform you about the whole process. And I had a lot of attorneys that, you know, you'd sign up with them and then you wouldn't hear from them again for months and it was hard to get in touch with them. And a lot of times the reason that relationships deteriorate between the client and the attorney is because there's no communication. And so I just realized going through all eight of these accidents and dealing with insurance companies and different attorneys that I wanted to help. And I wanted to, to really try to focus on providing some different perspective from this, from this you know, piece of law and really try to be able to help the clients understand the process so that they're not sitting there worried all the time about what's going on. Why have I not heard from my attorney? What's happening in, this, in the case? And so I wanted to see if I could provide a different light and aspect um, from my own experiences. Well, good for you for uh, starting your own firm out of that. And <clears throat> when people approach you, are the are most of your cases from uh, auto type of injuries? And and uh, what other types of cases do you take on? What do, what do you see in a normal day or week? So, for me, what I like to say is, you know, if you've been involved in a vehicle accident, slip and fall. Uh, premises liability, medical malpractice, it, and so I'm throwing out a lot of words. And a lot of people don't know what those what those are. So vehicle accident can be anything from a car accident, a motorcycle accident, a truck accident. Uh, slip and fall could be you know if you go to a restaurant, somebody a waiter pours a drink on the ground, you slip and hurt yourself. Medical malpractice case, let's say that you're deathly allergic to hydrocodone and then the doctor prescribes you hydrocodone. And then wrongful death would be any of those scenarios uh, in which somebody ends up passing away and it's considered a wrongful death accident. Uh, and then there's pedestrian and bicycle accidents where a vehicle typically or another you know, bicycle or pedestrian can crash into each other. And those are really the broad spectrum of cases. A simplified way of saying that is whenever somebody 
hurts another person or if you get hurt on somebody else's property, then you will most likely have a personal injury situation. And those are the types of cases that we handle. In uh, in real estate uh, terms, you know, there's a buyer's agent and a seller's agent, and some people specialize in one or the other. So it sounds like to me that you you uh, you work a lot, of course, with people who have become injured. Do you also work with people who have caused injury? So I typically do a lot of plaintiffs' work, which are the people that have been injured by the other side. But I do also yes. work as general counsel for a lot of bigger companies, such as, let's say, if you own a trucking company or if you own a rideshare company or somewhere where you're offering drivers, let's say, limousines. What I will do is I will give general counsel to these companies because a lot of these companies can save most of the headaches of, their, of what they're struggling with by having a solid defense, which is what the topic of this, of this speech is, where... You can have certain types of insurances. You can have certain types of coverages. You can put a dash cam on your driver's cars. You know, all these little steps. You can keep track of exactly what these drivers are doing, how they're doing it. And if you, you know, have this whole process where, let's say, God forbid, an accident happens, all you have to do is upload this data and take what you've prepared for. And it's a much easier way to deal with these lawsuits and these, and these claims. But a lot of companies, they just don't know what's necessary for a personal injury claim, so they never prepare properly. And so when you prepare properly, you can alleviate most of the stress in personal injury because a lot of it is the same processes over and over again. And if you prepare ahead of time, you can save yourselves from, from most of the problems that do come along with a personal injury matter. That's great, great uh, advice for our audience. And, you know, do you find that a lot of businesses um, have not taken the precautions uh, that they should be taking when you first talk with them uh, to, to have a good defense? You know, a lot of, one of the biggest problems in personal injury law in general is a lack of knowledge. You know, most of my clients call me and they want to talk to an attorney right now, right this minute, this second. I need to speak to someone immediately. And they don't realize that personal injury claims in general, it's a, it's a long process. It's not something that gets resolved immediately. I have to explain to my clients, look, you're not going to see a dollar for months, potentially years on this claim. And so it goes back to the big problem where a lot of people are just misinformed about personal injury. For example, they don't know that they can get a type of insurance called UM or UIM is what it's called on your policies. What that stands for is uninsured or underinsured motorist. And so what I always advise my clients is you should always call your insurance company and ask them if you have this coverage. This is a coverage that will cover you if some idiot out there hits you and causes crazy damage, let's say, so most people in the state of California, I'm going to take a step back. Most people in the state of California, the minimums are 15000 liability. $15,000 nowadays will barely pay for your ambulance bill and will not pay for any serious injury. So you need to take it upon yourself to have a much stronger policy. You need to make sure that you have enough coverage to cover you and your assets. So for like a couple hundred dollars, sometimes less, uh, a year. You can have a policy that's sometimes up to a million dollars in umbrella coverage, which will cover you if some idiot crashes into you and really hurts you behind the wheel and they have the worst policy ever. So once again, if you take the initiative to make sure you are protecting yourselves, it will help you so much in the long run. Um, 
I have an example of a case right now where it, it's a nightmare situation. I have a client. She was rear-ended by a drunk driver. Uh, she got hit going like 70 miles per hour. Her life is, is pretty much, she has brain damage. She has uh, collapsed lungs. She has, she has steel plating in her ribs. And she's never going to be able to breathe more than 50% on one side. But the person that hit her is broke. They, you know, they, they put the address of where they, where they live as the jail because they don't have a home and they had a decent policy, but nothing crazy. And, you know, if my client had taken the initiative to get a better policy, then she could have had more protection on her end. But one thing in my business is you can't squeeze blood from a turnip. If there's no money to get, a lot of times you have to deal with what's there. And so there are hard situations like that where a lot of times, you know, you do get hit someone with a minimum policy, but you have a catastrophic injury and you have to work with what you, what cards you're dealt a lot of the time. That's uh, another great tip for our listeners. And Joe, I know that you, you are uh, well networked, especially here in Southern California through your involvement in groups like Provisors, which is a, a wonderful networking group of, of top professionals. So I'm sure you have at, at your, uh, on your Rolodex, if you still have a Rolodex, uh, a, a wide variety or a, a long list of names of people, professionals that listeners can call if they, if they want to uh, learn more about um, you know, people that are professionals in the different areas you're talking about, like insurance. So uh, that's, that's one great um, thing about uh, people like Joe. They, they, they care enough to go out and meet other professionals so that they can be uh, of value to you listeners out there. So keep that in mind. So what are some interesting facts about personal injury law that most people don't know? So the first thing I like to tell people is adjusters, insurance adjusters specifically, they have no souls. They, they really don't care about you. They don't care about your family. They don't care about what you're suffering through. They are trained to not be emotional or have any type of attachment to a case. These guys have 100 to 200 plus cases on their desk. It is their job to save money. Insurance companies are in the business of saving money. That's why the state of California has such garbage limits. Why do you think you're only required to have $15,000 limit? They don't want to pay out more than $15,000. So that's why mm. they never inform you that you can get a quarter of a million dollar policy for $100 more a year. And they will never tell you that because they don't want to deal with those types of, of claims. So that's the first thing I like to tell people. For adjusters, it's all just a numbers game. It's what we can prove, what we can show, and what we can put on paper. Because even if we go to litigation, this is another mm -hmm. piece that most people don't know, I can negotiate with the other attorney on the other side. The defense will hire a law, a law firm. But mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know that it doesn't matter if I come to a resolution with that attorney, the adjuster still has to approve whatever they pay out because they are in charge of the money oh. and they make all the decisions. So that's one okay. piece of information. And then second, I want to tell everyone, so when you're in an accident, if you're a marathon runner, you should not be posting about marathons. But I mean, in general, if you're in an accident, you won't be able to run a marathon. But what I'm getting at is if you post on social media Assume that the defense or the insurance company will see whatever you post. So if you're saying that your back hurts and your neck hurts and that you're injured, but you're posting that you're traveling in Europe going backpacking, mm -hmm. assume that insurance companies will find that. 
it's astounding how much your phone stores data about you, but it's astounding how much you can find with a general search. There's a website called pipl.com, people.com, where you can literally look and find everyone's usernames for their Facebook, Instagram, so on and so forth. You can look on this website called Twitter Machine, which will show every single tweet you've made since the beginning of Twitter. And there's so many websites like this. There's entire departments of these insurance companies which are dedicated to making sure they find out if you're lying about your case or if you are not being truthful about, about your injuries and they will not pay you out. And you need to make sure that you're being smart about what you're posting and if you are seriously injured, of course, it, it's something that you need to take into consideration. Wow, really great tips from somebody who knows what they're talking about because, you know, a, a lot of times people uh, might get a call from uh, what seems like a friendly adjuster, let's say, who is asking questions and, and they, they start volunteering information or getting chatty or chummy uh, and not realizing that they're really uh, uh, negotiating against themselves, right? 100%. People think that these adjusters care about them. They're just trying to get as much information as they can to discredit everything. These guys are not on your side. And, you know, they always say, like, Allstate or whatever. What is that company? We are on your side. Yeah, they're not on your side. Mm -hmm. Their job is to mm -hmm. save their company money, and it's to, to limit whatever they're going to pay out to you. And it's a very sad reality because they get so many claims a day, and there are people out there, you know, that – they inflate their bills. They inflate what's actually happening between them and, and, and the injury and the doctors. And so they give a bad name to people who are actually injured. And they make it a very difficult nightmare process for all the attorneys out there trying to advocate for their clients. And so one thing I can say is this is, you know, a lot, the reason a lot of people like to work with me is we, we, at my firm, we don't ever rush to settle the case. We focus as much as we can on the, relate, on, on the healing process. A lot of firms that you work with, they'll like want to get the case settled faster so we can get the money, but the problem is with most soft tissue injuries and just you know acute injuries, the pain is long-term. And so you'll have like flare-ups, so you'll have people come back with injuries. And once you've settled the case, you will never see another dollar for the rest of time. They want to get you off their desk, they want, to get you, they want to pressure you to settle immediately, and they want to pressure you to, to go away as fast as possible because that's, once again, what insurance is all about. Pay the minimum amount, get rid of them, and make this go away so we don't have to pay for a lawsuit. And so you want to make sure, sure. you're partnering up with law firms that have your best interest in mind. And you are the only person who can determine when you are healed. You are the only person who knows when your leg is feeling better. You are the only person who knows when, when you can function back to that 100% or as close as we can get you there. So you need to make sure you team up with the people that really care about you and have your best interest in mind. Great, great tips. Um, so here's something interesting, Joe. I mean, you, you're a, you, like you said, you've been in uh, eight car accidents. I've been in a few myself over the years. And, and anybody who has, anybody listening, knows how, how disconcerting and, uh, and disorienting it can be at that moment. You know, your life's just changed. Uh, things happen very quickly. You kind of wonder what just happened. Is everybody okay? You have a lot of questions. Now, you have something that's very valuable for our listeners um, to have to keep in their glove box. Can you tell us a little bit about what you have available and how people can get that? Absolutely. So um, I remember once uh, 
you know, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that typically pull over on the side of the road when I see an accident, but I did see this younger girl. She looked like she was 16, 17 years old. I pulled over on the side of the road. And I remember seeing this girl. She's crying her eyes out. The other car um, just got towed away. And I'm asking her, I'm like, how you doing? What happened? She's like, oh, I got in this accident. This guy hit me. And I'm like, okay, is this, like, did he just drive away right now? And he's like, yeah. She's like, yeah. I'm like, did you get his phone number? She's like, no. I'm like, okay, uh, did you get his insurance? She goes, no. She starts crying more. I'm like, did you take pictures of his car? She goes, no, starts crying more. And I just asked her basic questions, you know, just stuff that you need to do mm-hmm. when you're in an accident. And she just, by the time my conversation's over, she's bawling. She, freak, she feels like she's done nothing, freaking out. And after I had that moment, I was like, I need to provide something for free to everyone just so that they can have this, uh, this documentation. And so I have a pamphlet, which it has a brief checklist of what to do while you're at the scene of the accident. And then it has in detailed paragraphs about what you should do for each step of the phase. You know, every state phase from mm-hmm. being collecting photographs to taking pictures to calling your insurance to when you should reach out to the attorney. And then at the back, there's a nice checklist which says everything that you need to collect. And I even had this checklist verified by an Orange County Sheriff to say that this information was all information that is necessary for a police report and that he would love if anybody had this filled out when he arrived to the scene of the accident and handed it to him, he would be ecstatic and he would be more than happy to use it and to basically be able to get that information. And so I've, I've been working on this for, for a better part of a year and a half and it's pretty perfected. Tiny little pamphlet folds nicely, keeps in your glove compartment. And one thing I do want to say is if you have young children that are drivers, like I was when I was in college and, and in high school, you need to give them these, these, these pamphlets and you need to make sure they're mm-hmm. keeping it in their car because as a young driver, you have no gosh darn clue what to do when you've been in an accident and there's no one that's walking around explaining to you what you should do in an accident. You think you're Superman, you think you're never going to get in an accident, so you don't ever think twice and God forbid something happens, you want to make sure that they're prepared. And so if anybody needs, please feel free to reach out to me. I will mail you a physical pamphlet and I will also give you a PDF so you can print it out on your own. Yeah, children or grandchildren. And, you know, don't just hand it to them and tell them to put them in the glove compartment. Hey, we're all looking for uh, conversation topics with our teenagers. Here you go. Uh, Walk them through it. Tell them how important it is. Tell them you heard this interview from an attorney who knows what he's talking about and uh, that they should basically uh, understand that this is very important. This is a very important moment when you've had an accident to be on your game, and this is a way for you to do that. So, Joe, uh, thanks so much for getting for uh, talking to us today. Tell our listeners how to best get in touch with you. Okay, fantastic. So you can reach me at uh, my my law firm's phone number is nine four nine seven six four three four zero two. But if you wanted to reach out to my website, it's nazarianlawfirm.com. I also have I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Tumblr. You can find me on LinkedIn under my name, Joseph Nazarian. Uh, my email is jnazarian, so J, and like a Nancy, A-Z as in zebra, A-R-I-A-N, at nazarianlawfirm.com. And if you have any general questions or just personal injury matters, I do not charge for consultations. I will be more than willing to talk you through your process, and I'm more than willing to give you advice. And like 
Bill brought up. I'm part of a couple of different networking groups, and I take it upon my pride to actually have a Rolodex of attorneys. So if you do need a recommendation to another attorney for any legal matter whatsoever, I probably know the person that's the best at what they do, and I would be more than willing to connect you directly to them, uh, once again, free of charge. So I look forward to hearing from all of you in the future if you ever have any personal injury matters, and I just remember to call Joe whenever you need some help. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.